Welcome to Sisterly Insights, an opportunity to explore ideas and philosophies that can help you live a fuller, empowered life through meditation and so much more. I'm your host, Debbie Mueller. As the founder of Patterns for Living, I'm dedicated to guiding people in how to make healthy choices to bring their lives into balance. The conversations shared here are offered to give you an opportunity to look more deeply into your personal experience and delve into concepts that can help you find ways to make life more enjoyable and joyful. If you want to participate in a meditation experience, join me at Sisterly Insights, The Practice, when you are in a quiet place and time. The guided meditations will help you assimilate the information presented in our conversations. I'm joined today by three of the own sisters, Amelia, Jeannie, and Shirley. A shout out to Paulette. We'll talk with you next time. We welcome you to this episode's conversation. Hello. Hey. Hello everyone. In this session, we're discussing what gets in the way when a meditation practice is in the beginning, when you've been practicing for some time, and what helps to meet those challenges. Everyone starts with some preconceived ideas about meditation. We talked about that in a previous session, but what is it that seems to present the greatest challenge to starting a meditation practice? And what did you do to get past that, Amelia? I have a confession. I was a little codependent on you, Debbie. I would have really great experiences when you were in class. You were giving us a guided meditation. And then when I got home, I was kind of lost without you. So I think that was part of it. Um, and then the other major part of it is like any anything else, any kind of habit, starting a habit creating that habit, and I had such an ingrained morning routine of either, you know, writing right away, working on deadlines right away, or watching a little bit of the news, or going on Facebook, not that there's anything wrong with those things, but it's probably, I've found anyway, that it's just better to start the morning quiet, Mm -hmm. some stillness to sort of ramp up your day to set that intention and so I think I did better with the guided meditations initially mm-hmm. I tried other guided meditations and I must admit they didn't work for me the way your voice did and so it it was definitely a factor mm-hmm. and then just my own level of commitment like I would be excited about coming to class and seeing everybody and maybe I meditated once or twice in between classes and it was just hard to get it all, you know, mm-hmm. I think I, re- I think I resisted it probably the most of everyone in the class, but then I started seeing everyone else have the results mm-hmm. that I started, you know, had started having that fear of missing out. You know, it's silly as it sounds, <laughs> but it's like, wow, it's really working for them. They're really changing and I didn't fit it in because I was doing so many other yeah. things, but it's... <laughs> really just 15 minutes come on you can make time for 15 minutes to do anything you know so that was my biggest hurdle those were two biggest hurdles right and what did you do what what did you finally got you moving forward um i i think i started having better results in my medications and i was going through some personal life Transitions and challenges, uh, the 
go through as they get older, and, and it was, I just felt like I needed it more. Mm-hmm. And also, I I was going through, feeling like I was going through information overload. Um, oh, yeah. You know, in my, in my work, mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of bits and pieces of information about different clients that I read about, and then uh, keeping up with things on social media, you're bombarded with a lot of information there. Helpful information, good quality information. It's not all trivial. Mm-hmm. It's not all right. cat videos. I mean, there's a reason to right. up on things. I know that, but but there's only so much you can consume, and it, if you keep consuming, your brain just kind of feels like it's overloaded. Mm-hmm. And and then I have a lot of personal responsibilities to other people that I have to take care of that was unexpected in the past few years. So I just needed that that space, that quiet, that solitude. Um, and it reaches a point where you just need to go inward to process it all. So it's absolutely for me. Yeah. Just really drove that process. The more, right? the more I went in, the more I needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And nothing succeeds like success, right? Yeah. So good, good. Shirley, uh, what did you find to be the most difficult when you first started meditation, and how did you work through it? Everything about meditation was difficult for me. (laughs) 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 And I was the whiner of the class, definitely. (laughs) It was very, very hard for me. I, It was hard. It was really hard. I couldn't get past the chatter in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um... Oh, we're supposed to get past it. I still still have problems, right? Um, Any little noise that went on around me was difficult. So then I tried um, chanting, and that drove my dog nuts. My dog would start barking or would run into the room where I was at and climb all over me. I, you know, everything I tried, I tried staring at a candle, and I'd start going cross-eyed. I just everything was a problem and I try every day and it was just very very difficult Um, but sticking with it eventually things became a little bit easier and I found that if I guided meditation worked the easiest um, and if I actually went through a little guided meditation in my own mind rather than just listening to it Mm -hmm. and I worked through that myself doing that every day just kind of keeping my mind busy with that rather than all the other stuff you've got going on in your head all of the time helped me to quiet it down a little bit Mm -hmm. and finally I, I quit trying to chant or anything but my dog for some reason she is very attractive to me when I'm meditating. So I found that if I just let her come up and lay down on my lap and pet her while I'm trying to meditate and kind of do this little rhythmic thing with my hands, which also, you know, occupies your mind, um, then she's fine with that, I'm fine with that, and you just kind of work through those little problems that way. Um, Right now, um, I just... You know, kind of whatever is around me, I kind of try to use it in any way I can to help me to meditate. So um, I don't think I could ever meditate where I completely block everything out of my mind ever. I, I just don't think I'd ever get to that point. 
Um, I know that there are a lot of people that do that, and that's the way that they've always meditated, and they think it's fantastic, but I just don't think I could ever get there. My mind's just too busy. So I find that if I try to incorporate all those busy things that are around me, and I put that into my meditation and use it, mm -hmm. then it's much easier for me to get there. Just kind of slows you down and takes you where you need to be. Exactly. Great. Jeannie, what frustrations did you experience in your early days of meditation, and what helped you? I would say probably the biggest frustration for me was a busy, busy mind. And I was, I just struggled with trying to quiet my mind down. Uh, and when we would meditate, or I would then take what we've learned from class and go home and try to meditate, the biggest challenge was my mind seized that quiet moment to organize my list, <laughs> to organize my tasks, <laughs> to solve a problem. Right. So not only did I have a busy mind where I kept trying to say, stop thinking, stop thinking, stop thinking, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, this is such a great moment. Nobody's, I've set myself up for this quiet time. <laughs> and so how do you not think? <laughs> right. So that was probably one of my biggest challenges which, um, for me, I started to realize I was wasting so much energy trying not to think that I needed to yes. find a way or a tool to help me work with my thinking. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, what I did is I would sit down and journal before I would meditate, hoping that would help empty some of what was on my mind. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, that would help to some degree, but I'd still find activity. And then I started to keep a pen and pad by me. And that would become a almost a little crutch that if during my meditation I was trying to learn how to do this, if I just couldn't let go of something mm -hmm. or it didn't come out pre-journal time, then I would just allow myself that moment to write down what I needed to mm -hmm. If it was something even as silly as, oh, I need to get something at the market, I'm going to the market today, I'd hold on to that because I didn't want to forget it. Mm -hmm. So I would just write it down. I'd just say, okay, I'm taking a pause. Sometimes I wouldn't even open my eyes, and I would just write it down. That would allow me <laughs> to just say, okay, you can keep going now because I've you're not going to forget it. <laughs> it's your pen and paper are right here mm -hmm. next to you. And so even now, I don't use those tools as much. Because over our years of practice, uh, I've gotten much more uh, in tune to working with it. But there are still times when I seize that moment and the mind goes into overdrive and I pause and say, I need to journal first and I need to keep a piece of paper next to me and something really just can't quite be out. So that's where my, those yeah. were my hurdles in the beginning and still a little bit now and then. <laughs> I got some tools to work with. What I'm hearing from all of you, though, is that it's that overactive mind. And you're so used to your mind being overactive yep. that it's mm -hmm. really hard to bring it to a peaceful place. And we've talked before about that empty your mind, and everybody gets really frustrated with that concept because emptying your mind is so much harder than bringing your mind to peace. That peaceful using what is in your experience and giving yourself the opportunity to write it down if you need to, and just being really aware of what's happening and what's going on around you and letting that flow 
through, past, over, under, wherever it needs to go. Absolutely. So, so that's uh, that's a challenge for everybody in the beginning. So no one should be surprised when they struggle just a little bit. But once you've moved through those issues, or at least to a certain degree, uh, the next roadblock can be keeping your practice going. Different issues arise that could put you off your stride in being consistent with meditation. Surely for you, what is different now that you've been doing this for several years? What arises that gets in your way now? And what do you do? Um, thank you, Jean. Um, <laughs> I think what happens now, it used to be that I was such a different person after I meditated. My husband would look at me and go, you haven't meditated today, have you? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, honey, you, why don't you go meditate for a while? <laughs> mm -hmm. And now it's just expected that I'm going to meditate, and it's mm -hmm. like, uh, do you really need to meditate right now because I have some things going on? Or, um, uh, you know, you can meditate later because he knows that I can usually just kind of get myself into that mode when mm -hmm. we're driving somewhere or mm -hmm. even if we are shopping mm -hmm. or whatever, and I don't need that special time. And actually, I do need that special time. Yeah, yeah. And he's become, you know, dependent on me to help him with different projects and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So it's harder for me to set that time aside. Mm -hmm. And it really is important for me to do that. Because mm -hmm. um, even though I can meditate when I'm doing all those other activities, it's not to the depth that you can mm -hmm. when you're right. just by yourself and you're really concentrating on it. So I think um, expectations from other people, which is always a problem, even in the mm -hmm. beginning, mm -hmm. but, um, especially if you have children mm -hmm. or... Um, you're working full time, all those things, all the daily activities in life that flow at you mm -hmm. make it very difficult. Um, but it's really important to have a daily practice, especially in the beginning, um, to be able to reach that point where mm -hmm. you can get into that really peaceful yeah. point in your mind. But yeah, it just really recognizing that you still need the support. And that you still need the time for you. Uh, we talked last time when we were talking about breathing, how that is. And I think Amelia pointed out that it's an aspect of self-love. It is. And the only person that can give us self-love is self. So yes. just really important and good to acknowledge that and kind of see that. And uh, sometimes it's hard because uh, those around us may not be as willing to be as supported. And especially as life has changed. You know, once you retired, things changed a bit because you were yeah. around more. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I don't, I don't know if it's a willingness or it's just all of a sudden you know you creep back into old habits and forget. Oh, it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Those old habits are easy to kind of fall back on. Yeah. So keeping that awareness is really important. Jeannie, how about for you? Hmm. I would say for me, life. <laughs> Life gets in the way. Well, it's it's become my plate has become a little overloaded, and and sometimes in life, I think we've all experienced periods where there's a nice calm flow to things, and then all of a sudden, 
it feels like many things come crashing down at once and you feel so overloaded. I, I find I need the meditation, but I'll feel so overwhelmed with things that I need to get done and so pull, I'm being pulled in so many directions that when I do sit down to meditate, my greatest hurdle is hurry up. Hurry up and get through this because I have got so much I need to do. So many people are tugging on my coattails. So just hurry it up and get done. So I'm not in, able to enjoy it. I'm feeling pressed. Mm-hmm. So that has been my greatest challenge uh, with life lately. And for me, what's helped me to work through this is the same thing that you guided me with with something in the past. And that is... It's not, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh-huh, yeah. Just because you can't do 20 or 30 minutes, you don't have to throw in the towel and not do it at all. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do was either set a timer, mm-hmm. and there again was my little crutch, my little helper, that I wouldn't go past the designated amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I found that 5 or 8 or 10 minutes could serve me as well as what 20 or 30 minutes could serve me. Mm-hmm. Would I like to have that time? Absolutely. And when I can, I'll give it to myself. But why deny myself the uh, grounding and the peaceful, calm state that's just going to kick off what's already an overloaded day, put me in a much better place? I set a timer. Mm-hmm. Or I'll even choose a guided meditation that is the five-minute bell meditation or just listening to someone do a guided meditation for five or eight or ten minutes. Mm -hmm. And so that has been a really great tool for me that has allowed me to stick with my meditation and not just stop it all because life got in the way. Yeah, it takes off some of the pressure Yes, when you say, okay, I can just do this. And I have your crutch that actually allows you to make sure that you can fit it in. And I can achieve it Mm -hmm. in a relaxed state because I'm not worrying that I'm, I've got to hurry up and get done and get yeah. out the door. I might be late. Yeah. Good so, point. Yeah. Good point. Amelia, what do you find you have to do to keep your practice alive and healthy? Um, I just go to the same place every morning. Mm-hmm. I just sit in my bedroom and meditate. I actually have a little app mm-hmm. that is, just gives me a little time. I, I, I had time it for 15 minutes because now I've got 10 minutes of time and then I try when it's over and mm-hmm. if I go past it I go past it and but at least I know I'm getting it and it gives you a little streak but honestly lately I've found that sometimes on the weekends I might miss a Saturday or Sunday or sometimes on Saturdays or Sundays I'll meditate for longer it mm-hmm. just depends on the week the weekend um, but I find that I okay it sounds repetitive, but it just kind of set me up for the day now. Mm-hmm. Get it in. And I think the thing that helped me get transition to the point where it was a more definitive pattern of consistency that I wanted was I challenged myself to a 100 day streak. Yes, and, that's right. And I remember I made it to 93 days and I was on a red eye and I forgot to meditate and I was so bummed that I broke my streak. <laughs> I woke yeah. up and, she, and my sister's like, can't you just say you did it? I'm like, no, I broke my streak. I broke my streak. It was like, it was kind of funny when I look back on it now. But then I, I went on and I did the next 100 days. But 
Excellent. Yeah. But it was uh, for me that you know maybe it's like that athlete in me that needs that consistent training that mm -hmm. needed that challenge to go for the. You know, yeah, and that commitment to self. Yeah, and it was yeah. a game. You yeah, know, it was kind of a, made a game of it. Do it yeah. consistently, and then you introduced us to some fun meditations that are you know kind of nice to do. Mm -hmm. Yourself yes. Day, so. Yeah. And we'll talk about some of those in, you know, in a so, future episode. So, so even though most of the time we may do it in the same chair or the mm -hmm. same place, there's definitely other things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it is, it really is about being willing and able and allowing yourself to take the time for self, to take, make the commitment to self and to find a way that it actually can work without becoming another, oh my gosh, I've got to do it. Meditation should be something that really takes us to a place of peace and not something that just adds one more layer of stress. Because if it is, something else is, is amiss. We need to really evaluate what's happening and look at that within our lives and make that, that change so that we can get back to that peaceful place and really that, that opportunity to connect with self and support self. So finally, for this session, what's the most important single message that you can share with listeners about establishing and maintaining a meditation practice? Jeannie? I would say, coming from my experiences right now, life will always give you hurdles. So those hurdles will always be a part of potentially jumping you off the track of your meditation. Mm -hmm. So for me, the biggest message would be just be open to listening to other people's feedback. What has worked for them? And be open to trying new things. Mm, Don't yeah. just think, you know, I tried this, it doesn't work, so now I can't do it. Because through listening to my own sisters in our class, I have been able to access so many other tools I would not have been aware of had I not just listened. Mm -hmm. uh, it provided me with things that worked, things that didn't work, but through it I found something else that worked, and sharing and listening and doing what we're doing and giving this to everyone uh, is just, I think that's the biggest message, is listen, learn and listen to those around you. Great. Amelia? What would you offer? <clears throat> I think it meditating in the morning, even though you might have to get up 15 minutes earlier or turn off the TV or do something to alter your, your morning routine just a little bit to fit it in. I think what you'll find is that by fitting it in, you'll flow through the day so much more mindfully. Some, and, and, and it's not that you're not going to have other emotions throughout the day, mm -hmm. but you'll be able to go with it and roll with the punches in here. Uh, take yourself back to a relaxing, centered place faster mm -hmm. when you do have these hiccups throughout the day or whatever that happened. Um, and I think it's also a, a reminder. I think we're, we're trying to pack so much into our lives. And yet we're avoiding so much of our stuff at the same time because we yeah. we don't have time for things. Yeah. And to me, this is like a fable. Like 
the lesson is if you can make time for this, mm-hmm. that that thing consistently for 15 minutes a day, it's an aha. I actually do have time for the other stuff. I just, for whatever reason, have been resisting it. Mm-hmm. And why am I resisting it? And and so you can start working on your other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. By fitting it in, it allows you to actually see your life more clearly. Yeah. I yeah. think it's just easier to be mindful throughout the day. That's great. Shirley, how about for you? Um, I have to say this, that we are trying not to say um, and I just said um, it's such a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Meditation. You meant ohm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Meditation is a very practical daily practice. If you if you do it every day, but it is also a gift. It is, mm-hmm. I, and I, I know I've said this before. It is a gift that will take you to another level in life. It is a gift that will take you through some of the darkest points in your life. And if you try it, just stick with it for a little while. And you will be the one of the happiest people that you encounter. The joy to be around yourself. Yep. Yes, you True. Will. Absolutely. <laughs> So thank you all. This has been a really good conversation. And I know that for people that are wanting to start a meditation practice, they're going to run into this challenge. So just knowing that they're not alone and that each one of you went through the same experience and still here after this many years, you're still here, you're still practicing. It's still something that's important to you. I think those are really great messages to be able to pass on. So to take these ideas even further, please listen to Sisterly Insights, the practice to participate in a guided meditation. Thank you for joining us for our conversation and exploration of starting a meditation practice. We hope you'll join us for a future conversation.